0: Welcome to another episode of the Deborah Health Report, where we dive into current health and medical topics to keep the Delaware Valley informed and updated. Last month, we spoke with pediatric cardiologist Dr. Cara Garofalo about what parents and caregivers need to know about COVID-19 and kids' hearts as families send their youngest members back to the classroom. This month, we talked with Deborah cardiologist Alan Galley about cardiac rehabilitation, a medically supervised program geared to individuals recovering from a heart attack, heart surgery, or other forms of heart disease. Here's Rasa Kay. Hi, I'm Rasa Kay, and I'm talking with Deborah cardiologist, Dr. Alan Gali, about going into rehab, in this case, cardiac rehabilitation. Never heard of it? You're not alone. But if you or a loved one has been diagnosed with a heart problem or experienced a cardiac event or procedure, cardiac rehabilitation can make a huge difference in your life and lifestyle afterward.
1: As you said, it's overlooked. And it's not really emphasized, I think, enough in today's world. Patients undergo procedures, as you said, you know, intervention with stents or uh, heart surgeries or valve repair, valve replacement. They have heart failure or, or stable angina. You know, treatment doesn't just stop with medication. So the, the point of cardiac rehabilitation is that after a patient has had an event, sometimes it's their first event they're, and they never had cardiac problems before, is to really look at the patient and assess them and come up with a plan to overall improve their quality of life and give them a lot of education. These programs are usually team approach. Um, starts in the office, and then you go to the program, you, have, you may have a doctor there, medical director, nurses, uh, exercise specialists, even psychologists in, in some programs. And again, every patient is looked as an individual. Every patient will have a different experience. Even though they may be going to the same center, it's a different experience they have because you have to tailor to that patient. And the overall goal is, is to really get them back to where they were before the cardiac event.
0: You know, when somebody comes in with the need for a cardiologist, whether it's an event or they need an intervention, surgical or, or less invasively, they may not have been living healthily up until that point. So cardiac rehabilitation may represent a big lifestyle change for them.
1: Correct. I mean, the cardiac event itself is a, is a big lifestyle change. And the, the reason I pointed out um, about the team is, is that they involve sometimes psychologists or some questionnaires to assess the patient's social status is because it can change your outlook on life. You may get depressed after a cardiac event. So when you talk to different people that run programs or people that are involved, staff that are involved, I think the common thing that I find that they say what the point of the program is, is education, really. Besides the, the, the benefits which we'll talk about, but the education about their disease process, the medications they're on, adherence medications, and even reducing risk factors like smoking. It's not just about exercise. These programs are typically three times a week. You can think of it as what I tell patients like PT for the heart, but really it's more involved than that. Depending on the program, it can be somewhere 12 weeks long, or maybe longer. And most patients um, do benefit from it and actually they, they like it. This is a, a team approach focused on many different aspects of that patient tailored to their fitness level, to if they have any issues physically, to help get them back to even a functional capacity that's the same before their event, or hopefully um, better.
0: Just about every interview I've ever done with any of of you good people, we talk about the lifestyle for heart health. This is more than, than just giving you the list of guidelines. This is very specific personal guidance for all of the list. The exercise, the nutrition, the how might that work? Is it kind of one-stop shopping? The three sessions that you talk about per week, for example, is somebody meeting with everybody and going over, you know, a, a food journal, maybe doing specific exercises while being monitored. How do, how might that feel or look?
1: So, so first of all, the goal of the of the cardiac rehab programs is really to show that there's a decrease in mortality after revascularization or myocardial infarction. I mean, that's given. So no matter how the patient goes through the program or what they experience, different aspects of it, the overall goal is the same for those patients. During the program, they're monitored. They're monitored for for blood pressure, rhythm. They have their weights weights checked every day. I think more in the beginning, there's a lot of education, which they go over their personal history. Some may not apply to all. Some programs, they do it as a group and they can talk about their cardiac history, they talk about medication adherence, why some patients on aspirin or Plavix, what are cholesterol, what are the goals, what's a good BMI, what should your blood pressure be, to even talk about your social life with your family, going on activities, because sometimes patients just do a halt after cardiac event. And these programs help get them through that halt to give them the confidence that they can pretty much do whatever they want after they've been treated.
0: Yeah, a heart event can really mess with your head. I guess the benefit of cardiac rehab, and you said that it's not used enough. I think I saw a figure when I was uh, reading about this that maybe one in three patients who could benefit actually go for cardiac rehab. What is the difference it would make between someone who and, and realizing that these are very specific cases, everybody's got their own needs. But in general, somebody who undergoes cardiac rehab after a procedure and somebody who doesn't, how different can the outcomes be?
1: People that undergo cardiac rehab compared to people that don't, after myocardial infarction and vascularization, they have decreased mortality and decreased hospitalization. People that undergo cardiac rehab will also have, hopefully their goal is to increase their functional capacity get them back to, to their recreational activities. Even older individuals, sometimes they need this program to get back to independent living. We take for granted you know, what we can do every day, but those older individuals who, I'll give you an example, I have a patient who who is in their mid-80s who underwent open-heart surgery. Took that patient a lot longer to get back to where they were prior to surgery. But cardiac rehab ha- helped them to achieve that and still stay independent in their living. Every patient, is different, and you have to really tailor that, that focus on that patient. It's so a full assessment they go through from, from their, what they do in their normal lives to their medical history, like I said earlier. And I know it's redundant, but it, I can't emphasize that it's really focused on the patient and a lot of education that they go through.
0: Working toward increasing your activity level and the way cardiac rehab specialists will, will monitor that, do you ever have concerns about somebody pushing themselves too hard? Or is it that a patient, more often than not, is worried about pushing themselves too hard, and, and you're here to coax and let them know that this is good. You're you're fine. <laughs> you know, you're feeling you're feeling the effort. Effort's good.
1: So, good question. So, it, it depends on the patient. So, a patient that goes to open heart surgery, then they may have a little tougher time. They have more pain around the site, and pain's not a bad bad thing. It means they're healing. One thing to look at is really how functional they are. So, meaning when they start the program, they start slow, and they work them up to when they graduate. One way to monitor their, their status is metabolic equivalence. So if someone graduates from the program, less than 3.5 metabolic equivalents, then those patients may be at high risk for events in the future. And knowing that when you get that report, because physicians get a report card of how the, the patient does, knowing that I may want to follow that patient a little more closely, maybe possibly extend the rehabilitation program for that patient if, if, if possible. So really gauging on how their functional status is, is important. If there are patients that I'm worried about, so you know, someone had a, a myocardial infarction, and they just still have a little more assurance of breath, they still don't feel back to where they were. So we can, re- we can assess those patients before putting them through cardiac rehab to make sure it's safe. One thing is if they can walk, we do an exercise stress test. And we can see at what point do they get symptoms, at what heart rate. We can write an exercise prescription to say, all right, don't, don't go over this heart rate or do this heart rate for a certain amount of time, percent, percent based on how they do the, on the stress test prior to cardiac rehabilitation. And then we give that information to this to the program and then they, they can tailor it from, the, from there. A metabolic equivalent is a, a way to measure a person's physical exertion capacity. And that way we can gauge it, uh, what they can do on the outside. So for example, there are certain metabolic equivalents that correlate to jogging, to doing housework, to vacuuming. So when we know what level they, they are at the end of the program, it kind of tells that they will do fine on the outside. When we talk about metabolic equivalents in general, anything over four METs is, is pretty decent uh, to, to say that you're pretty heart healthy. The higher the metabolic equivalent, the better somebody is.
0: Why is it so important to use aerobic exercise to strengthen the heart muscle? How does that work?
1: I mean, aerobic and, and, and strength training, they both have benefits. And, and really, people like to concentrate on aerobic activity, but we shouldn't forget about the muscles too. Aerobic activity helps lower heart rate, helps lower blood pressure, and those two in itself will help with secondary prevention of, of heart disease. Uh, and also in primary prevention, people do it before they, they get the cardiac event. The physical uh, strengthening part also increases muscle mass, increases strengthening. And they, again, both the strengthening portion anaerobic is just the same goal. Decrease mortality after myocardial infarction and revascularization, as well as to increase functional capacity and to improve quality of life.
0: Are there other issues that are benefited by cardiac rehab? I'm thinking about um, peripheral artery disease and how exercise can can prompt the development of more blood vessels in the
1: legs for for better circulation.
0: Is that something that cardiac rehab would be used for?
1: Cardiac rehab helps increase endothelial function. So that in itself is beneficial. When I uh, touched base earlier on uh, stress testing before cardiac rehab, some people may have significant peripheral disease. And again, we know at what level we cannot exceed to prevent pain. As time goes on, as you increase function, that should improve and then you can then increase to the next goal of where they should be in their uh, uh, exercise program.
0: Why do you think cardiac rehab is so
1: underutilized? Good question. I mean, I know that um, the number I saw is one in four eligible Medicare beneficiaries don't participate. Uh, part of it is probably awareness from the referring physician, from family members, and the patient. Um, I don't think they're just uh, aware of that this program is available to them. Every patient that I see, I always recommend cardiac rehab after their event and I tell them think of it as physical therapy for the heart however it's more than that and every patient undergoes those programs they benefit from some aspect they may be already physically active prior to their event and they feel fine after but they're getting the educational part and then they're able to expand on that and the goal of this is that when I, when I tell patients is there's two phases of cardiac rehab, phase one, phase two, that's the whole program. Phase three is when you continue it on your own, that you never stop exercising. If you can find time to incorporate the, re, the rehabilitation three times a week, then you should be able to do that when you graduate from the program and continue that up. And most patients do. I have to say, most, most of my patients that undergo these events and undergo cardiac rehab will incorporate an exercise program afterwards where they didn't do that before. And and it just improves the quality of life.
0: Now, because they're ongoing, you have an ongoing relationship with these patients, it's not as though they need to check back in with cardiac rehab after graduating the program initially. I mean, this is something that their doctor would notice and say maybe you need to get re-inspired maybe. Is there ever retraining after someone's graduated program and maybe uh, started backsliding?
1: I mean, if I could prescribe cardiac rehab forever, I would. Um, at some point, I think there is a limit to, to what insurance allow. Um, however, having said that, there are other programs out there, uh, uh, gyms or uh, centers, that allow you to come there and continue your, your program. But it's not a monitor program. It's after you've graduated, after we know it's safe, after we know what you're able to do. And some of these uh, um, facilities promote that. So what I would usually tell a patient is, all right, let's get back into it. I want you to start at this. Sometimes I will repeat a stress test to see what, how they do because they've left activity level for a while. They slacked off. And then I can write them an exercise prescription. Most patients have these watches now or Fitbits, and they're able to show me their steps and track their, their heart rates for me. So that actually, they, they come in with their log. They show me on their phone what peaks they're getting. They show me their steps so we can gauge an outpatient program directed by, by myself to help get them back into it and then if there's a concern where they're getting symptoms and it's more stable angina then then i can refer them back to the cardiac rehab program to see what's going on or work them up maybe something has happened because they slacked off
0: is there an age range does age affect how well someone's going to do in cardiac rehab? And, and I don't mean just from, you know, the, the younger you are, the more healthier you are, but I'm kind of thinking about the whole headset in terms of understanding how much you can improve and, and getting over the fear of having a new cardiac event or, or doing too much too soon.
1: I mean, there's no restriction in, in age, in my view. I think the younger the patient, sometimes they may not feel like they want to proceed because they just think it's working out. They say, oh, I can do it on my own at home. However, again, I go through the whole, you know, the reasoning behind it, the monitoring, the education. So they get the, the benefit of that aspect as well and, and the confidence that things are, things are okay. You know, there are some patients you don't want to send to cardiac rehab. Obviously, if they have really bad orthopedic conditions, um, un- uncompensated heart failure, unstable arrhythmias, atrioventricular or uh, uncontrolled tachycardia, uh, metabolic conditions, acute illness, fever. So, so it's not like if somebody has an event and you, and you help them cardiac-wise, then you can just say, oh, go do a cardiac rehab. You also have to make sure the patient is safe to undergo that. And there may be some underlying condition that may not allow them to, to do that program.
0: That's Deborah cardiologist, Dr. Alan Gali. We'll continue our discussion of cardiac rehabilitation in our next podcast, getting into more detail about how it works and how COVID has affected these programs. The new podcast drops the first Wednesday of the month. I'm Rasa Kay. You can always listen to all of the informative Deborah doctor interviews at DeborahHealthReport.com. Schedule an appointment at DemandDebora.org.